Hello and welcome to another happy episode of Ask Your Mother and Your Father. Okay, that's the formal version of it. Or as we like to refer to it as Ask Mom and Dad. And that's also how it's referenced. So please don't look up Ask Your Mother and it's Your Father. You'll say, never find it. But if you're Ask listening to me talk about it right now, then you've probably already found it. So I don't even know why I'm telling you not to look anymore. Anyway, that's how I started this podcast. How did you? Tanya, welcome to my world, my reality. I'm version. just kind of glad you didn't sing because you were... Like I was earlier? Yeah, I was singing earlier? Well, it's because, you know, we it's can hear... It's not really summertime, though. That's, that didn't apply. Yeah. Not summertime. <laughs> anyway, I'm so glad that whoever you are joined us. Um, and that does that's not to diminish anyone's worth or value. That's just to say that we know there's only a few people... What are we going to talk about? I don't know. What are we going to talk about? Let's talk about families. What do you think? Sounds good. Um, one of the biggest questions that I think everyone deals with in our world, and I only know this because everyone asks it at some point or another, <laughs> including you and I, um, which is, how do I know that I'm doing this thing right? And this thing by which I mean raising my children so that when they leave my house, they don't destroy the world because of my influence or become an evil genius. Maybe a genius, but not an evil one. And so anyway, I, uh, I think that's a good question. I think we should talk the, a little bit uh, about it. The uh, kind of climate of our nation right now, is this, is this reflective of that? We have a or... lot of evil geniuses out there. We have a <laughs> no, lot of people who no. are just geniuses who think they're evil or evil who think they're geniuses. I'm not so sure how it works. Yeah. Well, we have quite a need for some parents to step up and... Well, that's a good question. What's the job of parents? Some... Let me ask you that. What is your job as a parent, Tanya? That's a good question. I well... said that with my hand on my hip so that I had a little less So my opinion is... I don't know. What is my opinion? Um, <laughs> would you please say you this start... in a concise sentence or words? Welcome First back to of college. all, God's entrusted these little boogers to you. Um, <laughs> so it is important, <laughs> right? So it is important to, first of all, kind of see that, take on that responsibility when they're first born. And I think some people have children, either they don't choose to or they don't, not quite sure if they want them or not exactly sure. Maybe they even Does make anyone really want children, they... <laughs> though? I mean, when they first come along. Oh, wait, that was a guy's I, point of view. Never mind. I hope so. <laughs> I think that, well, God said it was a blessing he said be fruitful and multiply and this is the way i'm going to bless you so with ours we we saw them as blessings so god but blessed it is them true said, that sometimes they come at unexpected times or times when you're not prepared or times when you don't think you have the money or whatever it might be um so the first thing to me is just to to realize it's it's yours now you've got this this is not something you back off from i mean legitimately unless you put them up for adoption it is yours to do Hey, right now to take on that responsibility yeah for the record my heritage is i'm adopted i was gonna say yes. and that's a much better option than obviously to take that life which you've been entrusted to i am so glad that i was mm. not aborted and i can't say are that everyone around me feels the same way <laughs> okay <laughs> well i am glad that you weren't either probably our children are also and glad definitely you were born right before roe v wade was made legal so we believe that that's highly likely why you are with us, and I'm glad that you are. 
But anyway, so whatever <laughs> circumstance you find yourself in. I'm just making the assumption that whoever gave me up is just trash. <laughs> no, not <laughs> They would have aborted me. No, I'm no just... not necessarily, but that definitely was an option, and it is now. I know, I'm messing around. And though. a lot of pe- people get talked into that being a better option. Sometimes, even from a, a handicap that they know they're going to have. Oh, yeah, no, just no, abort, that's, you know? that's so definitely that's... in the world debate now, you know, whether or not. It's someone's life so is valuable sad. if they're yeah, de- the... deemed to have a handicap. Because you know your 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 every limb has to work. Or a challenge. Every or... every you know you have to be completely understandable to the person across from you for you to have value and worth. If you're not exactly like me and what I think is is human and perfect, then you have no worth whatsoever. Yeah, it's kind of disturbing though what we decide isn't. Yes, that's well. It, anyway, it's just a, it's. So that, back to the question at hand. How do I know if I'm doing it right? Um, well, so first of all, to me, if you're choosing to have a child, then you're doing it right to begin with because you're choosing to have the child. Right. Also, and then to take on that responsibility means to notice that this is something God has given you and it is a blessing or that that it is something that has been given to you and trusted to you, the Bible even says. Right. Well, so, if you're asking the question then you're obviously, if you're asking the question, how do I know if I'm doing it right? Then the first thing that you've done is what you were saying. You've decided to be somewhat intentional about it. You're not just phoning it in is what I started to say earlier. You're not just, you didn't have that kid necessarily by accident. And even if you did, you, you recognize the value of the life that is in your care. Um, the, the, um, doing it right is not something you're going to know today but there are some things you can do to make sure that you are um, at peace with the matter. I'm trying to figure out, because the answer to that question is, you don't. You don't know if you're doing it right. You know that you're making an, you're making your best effort to be, you know, the whole idea of there's no, no, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, there's a lot of ideas about how to do parenting is what I'm trying to get at. And kind of like last time we talked a lot about, you know, so much information, so much information. Well, let's just start with information. What are some things that um, that are out there that that uh, tell us what's the right way to raise a kid? I started with goals. How do you end? You want your kid well, to end up. OK, but... so one of the things you you have to decide is where are the boundaries going to be? What are who's going to be? the authority in their lives and when you are setting up a child to understand uh, his or her relationship with the world you have got to establish that the authority um, in their lives is a trusted good thing it's it's a thing to be trusted I guess that's how I should put it um, so to me to establish a home that is has and of course from our understanding biblical understanding would be a father and a mother and a, a in the bonds of marriage because that child needs that security that that's a trusting um, environment that they're going to be able to start looking to and believing and understanding authority which we've always tried to pass on to our children it's it's not about your authority in their lives as much as it's about God's authority in their life so the way God has set up the home is a trustworthy um, frame maybe is that what it is framework Mm -hmm. for that child to know and understand and believe in love and in being taken care of being protected being paid attention to i think one of the biggest things it's kind of a it's kind of a toggle these days 
do you pay too much attention to the child or do you pay not enough attention or do you, you know, somewhere in the middle is probably right and yet it feels like there's some parents who, who might um, hover a little more. There's some who might protect a little more. There's some who might discipline a little more. And I think every child and parent have to kind of work on that out. That's, that's a parent, that's a trusting in God thing because that's individual children are so different. Each one of them have different learning styles. Each one of them have different reactionary personalities, you know, different brilliances. Some of them literally born with, you can tell they're already kind of telling you what to do as opposed to you telling them what to do. And then some of them are really shapeable and, and compliant. So every every parent is going to have a little bit of a challenge to try to determine what it is that this child needs. Um, we were just uh, mentioning this theme and the verse, train up a child in the way he should go and when mm -hmm, he is old mm -hmm. he will not depart from it, always comes to mind. There's so many different angles on that though and, and even understanding the way that verse, the context of that verse is, of course it's a proverb so it's a little bit more of a probably individual but it's the word um, bent is has been said that yep. it's more training according to his bent. The way that he leans. There's also bent, yeah. just training literally according to who he should trust, how he should how he should think. Which um, my mom, mom was always good about uh, reminding me that you want that child to think like you do because when they do, they're going to see the world the way you do. And if they do, then they're going to have the same faith and the same trust in God that you do. So those kinds of thought patterns are what should be in a parent's mind or I, I believe that um, from <clears throat> from day one that they're born what how how is this child going to know that I love him or her how is that child going to know that I'm close and I'm trustworthy you know and how is that so for me it was even as as intimate as nursing and um, and keeping that child close right up front of course eventually you know, the, the, the whole co-sleeping thing, that's, again, so individual. You have to decide what's best for that child and you. But you, you have to <laughs> – we're gonna. I'm going to go all the way on the other side of that and say you also have to really protect what you believe and what you trust. And because that child's going to trust you, it's up to you to have faith. It's, so it's up to you to nurture that spiritual walk that you have with Jesus. And, and that child's going to know when you are struggling and when you're um, not believing or whatever. And that's okay too. It's really not that you have to be perfect, but it is that you have to set an example of who you trust and <laughs> who you see as authority, right? Mm -hmm. So as a mom, we have to, we have to contend with that the husband, the, pa the dad of the home is, is the authority. He's the ultimate. I believe that's how God has set it up. Does not mean I can't have an opinion. Does not mean I'm not the influence in fact probably very similar if not you know as much of an influence but there is a structure in the home that that child needs and whether or not the the woman has to struggle with that or fight it a little bit it is the best god set it up for a reason and i believe it's because of trust and submission as as understanding love and understanding god's love uh covenant love and um, helping that child grow up in those those principles, those that knowledge. Um, I'm taking notes on all this stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I, what are you? I'm going to raise kids later, <laughs> okay. and I'm going to see how it goes. 
Uh, well, you've said a lot, and so I'm trying to. <laughs> Sorry. It's like wow. <laughs> uh, you know, we, you talked about you know, um, and some of this is me feeding it back to you in your own, my own words. You know, having structure, a good set of ground rules. What are the rules that you're looking for in your family? These are there's a lot of things that you're saying. Come to knowing that you're doing it right. Um, I started earlier when oh, I, I don't. I didn't say that. <laughs> no. Well, you. What you did was you never said, just, "I know that I'm doing it right." And no, most of our kids are grown out of the house. We still have one question mark, and um, as to whether or not we're doing it right. Um, but I don't think the doing it right thing is even. I don't even think that's the right question. Well, no, it is in the sense. Here's what I'm th- saying. Okay. In the sense that. What, are you are you what taking are, are you res, are you taking you started this with are you outcomes taking outcomes based education the responsibility <laughs> of being intentional with your children or are yeah, you just you letting life happen right right I right. kind of be a letting life happen person but um, I don't I'm not in the sense that life is happening without intention does that make sense so yeah. you and I are a decent balance for one another you're all structure all the time without structure your mind goes crazy um, I mean you that's your that's your Wiring. It's a safety net. You've for been married to me for so long that had you not bent a little bit in that, you'd just gone crazy. <laughs> um, I That's need. True. But again, where God knew that I needed that, you, you, yeah, right. Needed to relax a little. I'm bit like, now, what? So. What structure? <laughs> um, and uh, as a result, my even my skin doesn't even know how to handle my own structure. It just kind of goes you, okay. You use structure in in your workplace and whatever more than you. There's some but structure, yeah. When it's it just comes not as to much. the types of yeah. um, home. Uh, maybe organizations and stuff like that. Yeah, that's not... That's well, let's not say it this way. Some people write out for. their speeches word for word. Some people write down a few words and give a speech. <laughs> I'm the latter of the category. Gotcha. Um, and so, you know, I'm... Well, I would say, though, that we both agreed that we would want... that we wanted our home to be set up along the structure that God had given us. So that... Uh, in okay. that way, you are That's structured. another thing you said. You said, what are your sources of... You said, what's your authority? Um, and you applied that to the um, to having an authority that's visible in the home for the child. But I, I thought of that earlier, and I was thinking, what's your authority? What are the sources that you get your authority from? You said, <clears throat> and obviously our source of authority is we want to raise our children with biblical character, with, with character that's consistent with the, with the gospel. Excuse me. Something verse that applies there? That yeah, you I was read? just going to say some of the goals, like you're saying, that's some are from um, Isaiah 61 says that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. You and I both decided that we wanted our home to to glorify the Lord, that that we didn't want our own. The one even reason we're still married is we didn't want to please ourselves. We didn't want, you know, to be um, we didn't set goals that were all about our our own desires they were about what god had put in our hearts what he had called us to early on so those being mutual between us helped us kind of in a in a sense unconsciously set goals for our home don't you think mm-hmm. without it being and then sometimes we disagreed on how to carry those out so it wasn't always a perfect scenario but we knew at the bottom of that was that they may be called oaks of righteousness the plan of the lord that he may be glorified so that god would be put in our in our kids hearts that was one of the, I guess, what I would say, the main goal, the really only true goal. Because if 
if he's there, he's their director, he's their friend, he's their savior, he's their leader, he's their wisdom, he's their, you know, we don't have to carry the, all of that on our shoulders. We don't have to, quote, do it right, right? Yeah. <laughs> In that sense. Right. Yes. All of that. <laughs> like I said, I'm taking notes um, today. It's, there's a, there's... Um, the yeah the the idea of leadership here and, and having God be the one that is the center and the balance of that thing. I was the reason I'm I'm staggering is there's so many different things that you said in that first r- rant. It's not a, it wasn't a rant <laughs> that I was like wow that's a good question. Here's another thing we should look at that and see what this is. And that's kind of where I'm stuck on. So if I'm stuttering, it's not because I'm not focused. It's because you gave me a lot of talking points and I'm trying to figure out where I wanted to start with. Um, we talked about before that wherever there's a lack of clear leadership, there's chaos. There's no place that that's more true than, than in the home. Yeah, and so having clear leadership means that you need to know what your foundation is as right. a parent, right? So if your foundation isn't resolved, then your kids are just going to be right where you are and magnified tenfold. Yeah, so if you're absolutely. chaos, then your kids are going to be more chaos because you're not giving them anything to anchor to. They anchor to you, so you better darn well be anchored to something. Yeah, exactly. And that, you asked me about parenting books, and I went and got all my personal devotion books that I <laughs> yeah, that I uh, have. And every one of them have the same I thing. <laughs> Jesus, hold on, please. Yeah, exactly. No, but... You know, um, High Call, High Privilege was about my own personal calling and, and how I'm supposed to be a wife and a pastor's wife and some of those different things. I have to understand that angle on who I am in order to be something, like you said, to be confident um, in my home at all and then to be able to lead them. Abide in Christ is, is everything about who I have got to be because I, I can't do anything of this on my own and I'm never going to lead them if I'm not being led myself or being able to abide in, in him you know keep a quiet heart answers its own <laughs> thing elizabeth elliott what i would say about these books more than anything here's here's one of my uh, mentors um is have mentors in your life so that because you may not know what it is that you really need to be or do but you establishing what god has set in your heart as strong um callings and and leading is going to lead your children that like you just said you have got to be anchored yourself or you're not going to be able to be and even know how to anchor them yeah. some of the things about homeschooling and stuff that we decided we decided way before we were um, had children even because we knew what the the atmosphere of our home what we wanted it to be and some things like i knew that i wanted my children to um have that time with us because i wanted us to be able to pass on the values that God had through our own parents, through our upbringing, through his word, taught us so we could pass that on. So if without that time with them, because we knew we'd be spending time with other people in ministry, we wouldn't be able to do that. So sending them to school was not an option for us because we would have had that such limited time with them to frame their their thinking to discipline them to teach them as they go structure framework yep that's yeah it. exactly so are you providing structure are you providing um an anchor um are you are you tethered to something are you teaching them something that's got some boundaries you talked about boundaries earlier so you know to say this is what this looks like um, well, and giving them strong boundaries. Are you, when, and when it comes to, are you tethered? You said matters. there's books. You didn't mention the Bible, so I'm just going to call you out on that one. Well, you said these are all these the books. Bible is yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bible's the root and everything foremost. else if it doesn't build on the Bible. <laughs> we talked about that before, too. Um, that, you know, our sources of information need to be things that we believe that are tethered to things that are, that are, that are solid. 
Um, and so you you give the books. So you got High Call, High Privilege I, by Heather Mc, by McDonald. I, I know you showed them to make sure everybody saw them. If anyone wants to know what you're reading, maybe I'll just put them in the comments or something afterwards. Yeah, we could list them. All I, the only, the only point I was trying to make is these have um, were most um, with the exception of uh, two of them. They were written by women also. So they were they are literally kind of mentors for me is why why I was bringing that up. Right, right. With but the the point isn't that. It's it's more that I wanted to be um wanted to be grounded like you just said in who I was becoming, who who I'm letting God do right. me because discipline is difficult and children are difficult and if you're not if you're not um abiding, I guess for me, if you're not biting in Jesus, who gives you uh, a, an, well, an anchor, we just said an anchor, to launch off of, then you're not even going to know how this, what this child needs, how the discipline's going to be applied, what's going to be best in this situation or that situation, because each child's so, you know, creative and crafty, and they're like we just talked about in the last podcast, they're fools, and they, you know, they have all kinds of challenges. And you also have to know that the people that are guiding you around you are going to give you good advice, good help, good, you know, um, me and my mom always talk about how under the age of five, they, you really form a lot of their their thoughts on uh, who's in charge, who's going to, you know, th- their self-control, a lot of their own ability to, to control their own will is before they're five years old. You're making a lot of those decisions about how to hone that child into um, understanding your authority and being in the right relationship, I guess, with parents. So it's really important to me for you to know who you are and what you're doing, mm-hmm. how to establish the home, like you said, what what are going to be the ground rules for the home. You said that earlier, you got to make mm-hmm. sure you're taking care of yourself, right? That's one of the ways you're saying it, because all of these things you're talking about is you've got to make sure you're grounded, you're, 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 oh, you're. Oh, absolutely. Because you really don't know if the kid's going to turn out okay. Yeah. At, at this stage of the game, you're like going, okay, he's running around, I got him potty trained, or don't. Yeah. Um, he's, or, or it's like, oh, he's a teenager. He hates me and everything that mm-hmm. I, I, I am, um, or doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, or, or every, every single stage, she's, she's, she's a teenager everything is mm. the end of the world um well <laughs> so, but always or the, or the whole world and all those stages that child is looking at you to see what you do absolutely mm-hmm. and it does not matter we, we've heard this a million times they're going to do what you do not what you say it mm-hmm. is so true it doesn't matter what you say it absolutely matters what you do if you are um soaked in the word of god and and that's what that child sees you do i remember just saying hannah at one point different but and then one point together we have a picture of my pink um kneeling down by their bed praying and i we weren't ones that did that like make sure no, they knelt yeah. at their bed every night and prayed or we did pray together but i thought it was interesting because i i just walked by their room and that's what they were doing at one point so i know uh, it was it was reassuring to my heart that they knew that was important somehow there was a um a communication of what I was relying on, what you were relying on, what they were seeing somehow. And that was young, but I, I believe it's carried through. We've had quite a few of our kids um, trying to raise their own kids. And, and you can tell that they want to reflect some of those things. They definitely want to um, 
hang on to their own faith that's important yeah. to them and then they're and you and you alluded to it right. just now one of the things that we have the privilege of is that our children most of them are grown and so the question is how do i know if i'm doing it right hmm. well there's this thing called a postmortem. once they're adults you Eat. go back and you go yeah. Ah, yeah. Or, hey. i think you just pray them through so many things and literally you pray for them you pray with them most of all you pray with them but you know you also struggle with them you don't have all the answers that's not how you I love I it when I write the... something down and you say it and you can't <laughs> see I wrote, I wrote down the word honest Yeah. I, I think one of the guiding principles for you and I and I think this is across the board for all the things that we will talk about have talked about um, is that we have not pretended to be more than we are <sighs> with our children um, not. <laughs> I, and I think that's easy for us because neither one of us think we're much of anything. Um, so, <laughs> Which isn't probably good either. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe that's a sign of our own emotional struggles, but yeah. it's honest. Because um, So when our kid's honest and they come to you, they go, I don't know what I'm going to do, Mom. You go, mm-hmm. I don't know either. <laughs> so maybe not that bad. <laughs> um, but uh, they've seen us at our worst and they've seen us at our best. But I think that they see us mostly what our best is, is that when we're at our worst, we still have the integrity not to pretend like we're um, <laughs> something we're not. All that in America. Well, we, we come, you and I have made a communication and we don't, we don't hide to fight. We don't fight in front of the children. Mm. Yeah, we fight in front of the children. Yeah. We, don't, we lose sight of who's in the room with us sometimes when we are having a struggle. But the one thing that we always had as a goal um, was to, first of all, to temper our language so that we were attempting to, uh, we would never um, pull each other down with our words. Right. So we can argue all day long about a principle or... I want to just say that clearly. When we argued, we need to do a whole podcast on how to fight <laughs> at some point. Yeah. When we We're pretty argue, good at it. <laughs> when we argued, <laughs> we have a lot of Not practice. Not that we've ever, yeah. <laughs> 30 years of practice. Um, I would say it's really, really important that when you and I fight, I can tell you uh, on one or maybe two hands, the number of times <laughs> that you and I have said anything to one another that has been um, – character deficient in other words that's pulled down or tore away at the character of the other person i don't want to sit here and say we've never done that mm-hmm. because you called me a creep once and i don't know that i've ever been able to get over it um <laughs> cussing is just something my wife doesn't do so when she does it's notable <laughs> is that, is that um, <laughs> for you that's the worst um and for me i was probably being the worst so i needed to be called a creep but um but you know the thing was is that, that when you when you begin to make the the struggle about the other about who the other person is yeah you begin to destroy that person and you teach your children to do that yeah when i if anything i've learned in in helping my older children with their spouses it's amazing all i got to do is learn a little bit about their spouses families of origin that's for those of you in realinda (laughs) that's where they came from (laughs) yeah that was a nod to a few people out there um so anyway um that if there yeah. is a yeah, you can tell. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. Oh, you spend a few minutes with them. And go, oh, wow, look at your home. Your home is embedded. Your, your children grow up to be you. Get over it. It's yeah. just part of it. So make sure you a pretty good you. <laughs> well, and it's not about good. It really isn't about good. Like you're saying, we we struggled in front of our kids. We were not. Now we got to define what we good is. <laughs> the, well, I think that's a really great 
discussion topic sometime yeah. because the word good is confusing in our day and age. Good may sound like it's this or that. That it's, um, you know, and upright is fine or righteous or whatever, all those kind of terms. But in reality, it's not that that you're good. It's not that you don't do things wrong or that you don't make mistakes. It's that you understand who you are and you face up to who you aren't, I guess. Maybe well, yeah, that's the Bible tells us it. that you know, certain people are good. He says, you know, he was a good and upright, upright man. So to be good doesn't necessarily mean to be perfect. Not from God's point of view, anyway, because God knows that none of us are perfect. We're all. I'm gonna go ahead, jab a pencil in my eye real quick. God, God knows that we're not perfect. That's why we have Jesus. So when He talks about being good, He's talking about being someone who is, again, to go back to what you said earlier, anchored to something that is good. In other words, my my goodness comes from being connected to Jesus, yeah, and that means that I'm gonna be able to embrace the fact that I'm gonna make mistakes now and again and recover from those things by restoring my relationship with Jesus and moving on. Does that make sense? Well, and yeah, being in the face of good, being in the face of uh, the uh, keeping ever before you God's goodness. In fact, that song came to my mind. I'm so thankful that it's been the goodness of God that has gotten us through, that has truly taken us... um, to where we couldn't have seen where our kids needed or I I, I really don't even I, I can't even think back why some things went better than others or why they're safe even to this you know point or why but the goodness of God in in every walk of every day of every um, interaction is what you keep in front of you so that your goodness is kind of irrelevant I guess is what I'm trying to say I don't think yeah there, there's not a, a good, I, I'm not a good person. I'm going to do my best to follow Jesus because I I believe he, you know, so, wants to make yeah. me into his so, image. But. So being a good parent is, uh, is, is not being a good parent. <laughs> is that what you're saying? Well, it's not thinking of yourself as any more highly than you ought, I guess, like the Bible says. But to always know that I'm, I'm in need of a savior i'm in need of instruction therefore i'm gonna also hopefully set that example for my kids that they are always gonna one of my biggest goals was always to be a learner i want to be a learner in front of them because i I want to never think i know what's best or or you know that that i know everything truly i don't there's no way i can and i want to continue always to be learning and growing and and teachable so that when when I've got something to face up to, that maybe I'm willing to do that, but also that that I'm worshiping, I'm always worshiping Him, so that those things that do level me or or scare me or or cause some difficulty in life, I'm going to go back to Him. I'm going to trust in Him. I'm going to um, believe that He's caring for me. So that's what I wanted to get across to my kids. I still pray that that's true but of course putting scripture in their heart is one of the biggest biggest things too because when you've when it's god's word in their heart he's the one that's teaching them not you yeah yeah and to me though you can't go wrong there i had so many cool little pithy things i wanted to say at the beginning of this podcast none of them are important anymore it's no fun 
No, that's, they weren't. Oh, they weren't that mean. many cool and pithy things. They were things that I said that were probably neither cool nor pithy. But I thought they were. Ugh. What's Do you pithy? Have them written down? No, <laughs> yeah. short and sweet. They're not. Yeah, you know. I want to. If you agree with everything that you read, you're not trying. Um, in other words, you're that not was. Trying. Yeah, you're not trying. In other words, you need to be reading. You gave all that. You mm-hmm. actually have distilled everything that you've ever read down to those books. In other words, as far as it were big helps for you. But you read a lot more than just those books, right? Well, I was doing a lot of homeschool study, like um, Philosophy of Education by Charlotte Mason, which had a lot of character issues and stuff like that. I don't know that I read a lot of parenting books, but I had a mother who had a lot of wisdom. And I had a lot of, and, and I had books that you and I had read together and some of those. So, yes, I guess in that sense. I, I believe, though, that God's wisdom, I think, was going to teach me through what I was learning as most as much as through other parenting helps, you know, some discipline things we we did read. Did you ever run across discipline. anything you disagreed with? Oh sure, that's Lots, what I'm, I'm sure. and that's what I'm getting at. What are some examples? I'm just I'm curious if there's anything that was put you on the spot. I'm sorry about that, but yeah, I don't. Why not? Um, Let's just go ahead and put you on the spot. Anything you disagreed with? Did you ever have any point along the way where you're like going, this person's well, really being crazy? Going uh, like pro- I said, I believe in corporal punishment for younger younger young kids because I don't believe they can be reasoned with until they're in an age where they can be reasoned with. So so some people who have philosophies of, of, you know, I don't know, talking to a two-year-old as opposed to (laughs) just making them behave. Reasoning with the unreasonable, Um, yes. But for the most part, you can take a lot of wisdom from a lot of different people and, and teachers. You just have to learn what is... And I believe you have to learn what the Bible says about... Uh, discipline and stuff like that first and then you can read a book and, and some of it will resonate, some of it will be against scripture. And well, that goes back go to your question scripture. about authority too, you know, you know, who's your authority? So you look out there and you see people who aren't grounded in authority, you're going to find yourself disagreeing with them a lot. Yeah. Um, I guess with people who've taken the time to write a book, sometimes you're just crazy stuff, you know, <laughs> out there and you're like going, this is not a book. And I think you and I have been doing this for a while. And even when we started parenting, we kind of already knew what we were looking for. So we, I think one of the marks of maturity for me is, and that's what I'm getting at in this whole thing, is I don't agree with everybody I read, even the people I love. Um, and and that's not just parenting. That's anywhere. Yeah, that's We've read critical some of, thinking, though, yeah, right? That's, that's the, I think that's a part, excuse and, me, a mark of your of growing up and maturing is that you begin to say, um, this is not what I. Uh, this is not consistent with what I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to to qualify that by saying, if you're really young and you find you're doing that a lot, then you're probably just agreeing with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's not good. To me. Critical thinking is. You not need to only... have a few mentors that you trust most well, yeah, everything critical, they say. Critical thinking. You, when you start out, you should question everything you think, and when you get older, yeah, you might you then go. you have more permission to question what everybody else is thinking. Okay. That's um, and uh, but I, I would I would say that in that in that idea in that construct that. Um, we are we not only am i supposed to, am i able to question what people are saying about things i have the evidence to back that question up it's not i don't like what you're saying so i disagree with you that's what i get from people when they're younger oh. i don't i don't like what you're saying 
I disagree. I Why do you disagree? Again, and they have no answer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's not that's not critical thinking. That's I don't like what you said. Yeah. And that's that's a child. So now I'm dealing with an adult in a, a child in an adult body, and I have to deal with. <laughs> but that I think too. again, probably why I went on the Bible more than anything, and and trusted people like my mom and and some that were trustworthy. Maybe it's an old mentors. wisdom because, that's been around well, forever. Well, because it it's not to be argued with. It is truth. It's absolute. Right. So. If I don't understand it, that's me. I have to find how to understand it, not change what it says. So that's mm-hmm. probably why I would believe that would be your very first reference point. And then teaching children, of course, the same thing is true. It's God's word. So putting that in their heart is going to shape them without any other influence. God's going to do that work. So that's the utmost. I was going to read just a tiny bit of sure. um, this beginning of this passage it says sorry, it's un- sure <laughs> go ahead read to me <laughs> difficult times ahead we're dealing with so much these days of what feel like just rebellious children wanting their way these riots these whatever are, are tearing up our country and and it's this is a prophecy kind of for exactly that know this difficult times will come in the last days for people will be lovers of self lovers of money boastful proud blasphemers disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, without love for what is good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, holding to the form of a religion but denying its power. And I truly believe, and it says avoid these people, I truly believe that's, that's the scary place. It's when we don't believe that God's word getting into our hearts will actually change us and make us into his image and if we're running with people who that they may have a form of religion but they don't really trust him and allow him to work in their lives and allow him to work in their children's lives that's going to be um negative influence it's going to be drawing you away from him the rest of this says um always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth and you i feel like um we all kind of know people like that, that it seems like they learn a lot, but they never kind of come to what is really truth. Obviously, I know that Jesus is truth. And so his word is going to be what will what will guide into all truth, into real truth. That's what the Bible says. So, um, and these resist the truth. Men who are corrupt in mind, worthless in regard to the faith. And they will not make further progress for their lack of understanding will be clear to all as theirs was also. It's just really so true that um and this is from second timothy paul was talking to second timothy because he wanted him to be an example to young believers and i think it's a really great book he was actually talking to the first timothy but oh it was the second time he talked to him so it was i was like his new name is second timothy no he's talking to timothy i said (laughs) i I didn't say he was talking to you did but it was funny (laughs) so it's okay yeah i think um i think that's good i uh so in summary Am I doing it right? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> the few things. What are the? What, if you had to the sum it up, if you had to sum it up, how can you reassure to... yourself if you're in the middle of it yeah. that you're doing the right thing? That's what I would ask. That's if I could ask you to try and sum it up for me, Tanya, in a sentence or two. How would you say that you can reassure someone to wrap us up tonight? How would you say? That you would reassure someone that they're doing okay. How could that that piece? You said you you leaned on these books. No, I leaned on God. That's and the let, books reminded I, you on that. I let that's right, yeah, him they teach to that. me, 
And I believe that's the only thing you can do because you're not going to know about that child. You also have to pray for that child. You have to believe that God is going prayer, to yeah. God is going to teach. Well, a little bit we did, but yeah, well. that God is going to teach that child what you can't teach them. But you and your walk with Him is going to be the best example they have. So y- you're never going to quote do it right. It's going to be God that does it. So instead, walk with Him, and and because you're walking with Him. They will come along. They will follow. God will work with them in their own hearts and lives. And I would add that maybe a bit of wisdom that could be applied here that Jesus gave in general in his Sermon on the Mount. Don't worry that this would apply to doing it right would apply to am I doing this so that they're going to be okay down the road, right? So I think Jesus would apply that you're on a journey, so don't worry about tomorrow. It has enough worries of its own. Do the right thing today that you know to do. And if your tomorrow tells you that it's not the right thing, then correct course. We've had to correct course a lot. We could talk yeah, about how many yeah. times we've shifted course from what we thought we were going to do from the beginning. That's excellent, to now. actually. Seek first the kingdom of God um, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. That's a promise that the, the desires of your heart, which are for your children to trust him and, and to grow up knowing him, that, that's one of the pieces of that promise when you're seeking him first. Yep. All these and will be as an aside, real quickly, we'll say we're proud of almost all of our children. They're adults. <laughs> Why do you always have to qualify them? <laughs> I just want one of them out there they going, have to doubt is it me, Lord? Why <laughs> 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 the one that's betrayed you? No, we're proud of all our kids. They're, they're, there's evidence of what everything we've talked about so tonight. There's evidence of that in all of their lives. And there's nothing more joyful, especially now as some of them are beginning to homeschool their own and to see them doing some of the very same things you were doing with them and um, watching our grandkids begin to latch on to some of those ideas. And I'm still so. praying because we still have some to, to escort through some difficult yeah. pieces of life. What we find out is we just, it's like when you become a grandparent, you're no longer the first line of defense. You're now the backup plan or you're the one that's just throwing in cheerleading and helping them along the way as yeah. they're doing things or reminding them that you have all the books that they need if they'll just ask you to send them to them. Anyway, thank you guys so much for um, watching, listening. Um, you're not reading it if, unless you're blind and got a transcript um, of the uh, of our podcast today. We're so glad that you chose to join us. And if you turned off before we got to this part of the podcast, why am I even talking to you? Thanks so much. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye.